Welcome. This is My Truth is a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hi everyone and welcome back. I'm your host, Jesse Sherliff. I've been thinking a lot recently around some of the beliefs that I have had over the years that have been holding me back. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all have that inner back and forth, the should I, shouldn't I, what if I fail, um, or maybe it's external voices that you hear um, from friends or mentors or society or your culture. But I can think back to many, many times in my life where I was about to hit send or was about to speak up and something or I internally stop myself from doing so. And what I've learned on this journey is that those are limiting beliefs and we all have them and we all have insecurities, right? The external messaging or the internal dialogue that we have. Um, But what I've learned on this path is how do we recognize them for what they are as limiting beliefs, and then how do we move past them? So today I wanted to share some of the limiting beliefs that I have had, um, some more recent than others, as I am working through several things on my end when it comes to this podcast and what does that mean and what does it mean for myself and my family. Um, so I'd love to hear if any of these resonate with you all. Um, let me know, send me a DM on Instagram. So number one, and I'm going to wrap two into to one because that's how I think about it. I am as scared of being as successful as I am of failing. This one was my aha moment a few weeks ago when I was asked to write down the fears that I have with this podcast. And I, you know, started writing down all of the, I don't know, I don't want to call it like commonplace fears, but the commonplace places where my mind goes and, you know, it's a fear of failure, a fear of it not resonating with people, a fear of being judged, of putting myself out there and being judged. But what was interesting was, yes, I I had written all that down, but what kept coming back to me was, what if I'm onto something? What if this 
is actually successful. And I underlined it about seven times. And it was the first time I'd ever written down on paper that I was just as afraid of being successful as I was of failing and maybe a little bit more. And I think that, you know, we can all relate to, to maybe that sentiment. Maybe it's not, um, with a business or a podcast, but maybe it's within your team at work or, um, you know, your experience as a stay at home mom. And I think that as women in particular, we really take on a lot of judgment, a lot of criticism, and play just small enough. And you often hear a lot of female entrepreneurs talk about, you know, they hit their level of success that they've always dreamed of, and then they're still not even happy with that. And it's it's scary, right? It's scary to think about how, how both of those things, you're afraid of failure, but you're also scared of successful. I often say you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But what I've learned in my time in running and doing this podcast, but even before that, I had a goal for myself over let's call it the back half of 2019 going into 2020 where I would challenge myself every day. And oftentimes that challenge wasn't physical, but it was, it was mental or emotional. And I learned in taking those small actions, whether it was, you know, reaching out to someone on Instagram that I would never have done before or, um, sending an email to my SVP with some feedback that probably wasn't the easiest for that person to hear, but, um, they needed to. And all of those things taught me that even in the failures, even in the quote unquote successes, regardless, there is an empowerment that comes with hitting that send button or having that conversation or frankly, sitting in the uncomfortable feeling that sometimes it takes when we're doing the inner work. And it took me a long time to get there, but I think it's important to acknowledge and to recognize that sometimes we are just as afraid of being successful as we are in failing. I think another limiting belief that women especially face is that we're often told that we're too much, but on the other side, are often told that we're not enough. And again, I think about this in a work situation, um, but I think this is true generally in, in life. Um, we're often told as women that we shouldn't be um, 
too loud or have too many opinions or to not be bossy. And I, on the flip side, at least in a lot of the the mentoring circles that I have been around, we're, we're told to emulate masculine speak. I've been told for years that I have up speak and it's a pretty common trait for females, but in order to be respected and um, do well in the corporate world, I needed to change how I spoke in order to be respected. And again, many times I've heard this feedback and I feel damned if I do, damned if I don't. And the way that I've worked through this one is I sit down and ask myself, where's my line in the sand? What am I most comfortable with? What am I comfortable with in terms of the decision that I made and how will that impact me and how will that impact my family? And if I am comfortable with the research that I've done, with the, you know, conversations that I've had around whatever I'm deciding on, and it feels right, it feels aligned, then I will move forward regardless of if it's too much or too little. If it feels right to me, then I will do it. The third, I lived in a world of ego. And what I mean by that is I was ruled by titles. I was ruled by, you know, the status of money. I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. I wanted to, um, have the nice house and have the nice car. And don't get me wrong, I I still want some of those things, but I think now instead of being driven by ego, I am driven by the desire of connection. And with that comes this sense of worthiness. And can I actually expect people to pay for, um, you know, a workshop or, um, attend a infertility support group and give money. And I think for so long, I felt that I did really well for myself and I worked hard for that. And I felt guilty almost for the fact that I, you know, make a a good salary. I make a, a really decent living for my family and I'm a breadwinner. And it's weird to say that. Greg, Greg and I have had lots of conversations where, you know, for a while he was the breadwinner and over the last three years, the scales have tipped and I make more, not a significant amount more, but I am the breadwinner. And with that comes this, for me, an added stress. And so I think that we often 
well, I can only speak for myself. I often don't feel like I can ask someone for money for a skill that I have because of this belief that I am not worthy enough to receive it. And that's a big one. Um, and it's scary and it's daunting. And again, the reality is, is we all have skills. We are all worthy and you have to believe that. And a, uh, mentor, and I've mentioned her on the podcast before, Heather Chauvin, um, check out her amazing podcast, uh, mom is in control and mom is in control business. Both are game changing. And she did not ask me to do that. That is my, my own personal belief. Um, but she's helped me realize that, mm, you know, you have to flip the switch on the narrative and it's not about, you know, the dollars coming in. It's about what you can do with that money. So if you make a certain amount of money, well, then that allows you to donate a percentage of that back and you can pay it forward that way. And so it's not about money, but it's about service. And I love that because it allows me to think about my worthiness, not from an ego perspective, but from a perspective of connection and community. And that is what feels aligned to me. So this is a different type of episode um, that I've done, and it feels really vulnerable, actually, to share some of these limiting beliefs that I've experienced or have been experiencing. But I share because we all have we all we all have them, whether we have that voice in our head that is telling us we are not enough or to play small or we have external factors like, our culture or our family or society or our corporate workplace telling us otherwise. Um, And I wanted to share because I think it's important. I think it's important to shine a light on some of these things so that one, you know, other people are experiencing it too. But more importantly, if you shine a light onto something then you can recognize it and recognition is the first step to moving past it and moving through these limiting beliefs. So send me a, a DM on Instagram at Jesse Sherleff if any part of these limiting beliefs resonated with you. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for spending time with me today. As you know, we're a new podcast and I'd love your feedback or your review, but more importantly, I'd love to connect. If you have a story that you would like to share either publicly or anonymously, or you just need an empathetic ear or shoulder to lean on, I would love to chat with you. 
reach me at my website at www.jessiesherleff.com. That's spelled J-E-S-S-I-S-H-U-R-A-L-E-F-F.com. Your story matters. Your voice matters. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours?